Today on the Topic Show, Vivek on Democrats' southern border their policy goes viral. Bud Light Wild Ride is wildly boring. DeSantis goes viral for his voter increase as governor. Anheuser-Busch Super Bowl lineup is roasted. McDonald's Cosmics nearly triples McDonald's. Levi Strauss to lay off between 10 and 15% of their employees. And the pink Stanley Cups actually contain some lead. All of that and much more on the Topic Show. Thank you everyone for taking the time to tune in today. Today's episode of Topic Show is sponsored by Topping Technologies. Topping Technologies is an IT value-added reseller and services company with a special purchase in IT security. Heck, I see their founder at least twice a day. I say he's quite handsome and brilliant. He's me, you see, that's a joke. If you're an IT leader or a business owner, reach the team at sales at toppingtechnologies.com. Also trying to get to 4,000 subscribers by the end of January, so click that button. I'd greatly appreciate it. Now, going over to the business part of the podcast, you have McDonald's Cosmics nearly tripling the number of visits compared to the traditional McDonald's. Now, the McDonald's spinoff Cosmics actually opened up a little over a month ago with about 10 locations, and they're going to be testing a couple of them more throughout the United States. A little news article, thanks to Fox Business, going to help us out with some of the details here. Now, that is my theory behind the whole idea is, obviously, they want to make more profit, increase their revenue, but they also want to compete with Starbucks, one of the most wildly successful companies in history, perhaps the most successful company in history when it comes to the success of selling coffee. And there are a lot of benefits of selling coffee as opposed to fast food items such as hamburgers, french fries, and other salty snacks, such as the time to sale as well as the consumption period. Usually these are drinking the coffees off site. And again, McDonald's, they're in a very tough situation. Thanks to a myriad of th- variables, including the government causing hyperinflation, there's no such thing as a dollar menu anymore, really. And a lot of the items there are no longer as profitable as they used to be, and they're increasing the price. And the price point for people that shop McDonald's, they're very sensitive to those price point increases. And it's gotten to the point where they're actually not even going to allow you to fill up your own soda, or as some might call it, pop, at McDonald's in the future. In fact, I believe starting this year, all future McDonald's locations will actually have the fat, the frosty, not frosty, the corn syrupy drinks behind the counter for the employee to do it because they're actually starting to lose money with consumers doing more and more of those refills. And the margins are that bad. It used to be highly profitable to sell soda. And again, it's still for many restaurants is a big point of profit. But for McDonald's, they're starting to lose money on it. So they have to put it behind the counter. So they're, they're on attack from all fronts. And of course you have increased labor costs in California. Their minimum wage now is $20 to flip burgers, which is astronomical, not competitive, and interestingly enough, will help fuel the research, development, and deployment of AI technologies, as well as robotics technologies in the fast food industry, as again, you can't increase the cost of labor so much without increasing the cost of the goods sold, aka the food, and which would thereby drive customers away, because again, after a certain price point, people are not going to shop at McDonald's. Now, Back to the actual Cosmics concept, that was playing on Nostalgia. It's apparently it was a mascot a couple years ago, and again, Nostalgia sells. And it's going to be their fast concept for basically Starbucks. Cheaper coffee, and they'll have little snacks like Starbucks, but cheaper, easier to produce, more profitable. Now, in terms of the data that they're starting to get back, it looks like, and this is according to Placer.ai, one of the reports that they published a couple days ago, they say, quote, Placer's data suggests that Cosmics saw more than a double of the number of visits than a typical McDonald's saw chain-wide during the December 2023, despite only being open since December 7th, more and more than triple the number of visits number of visits per square foot. 
which is again is important because again real estate is expensive though the most successful real estate company in history cool is mcdonald's gotta love pop-ups right well that's much now it'll be interesting to see once we get this the sales figures because again that data is not available at this time they also note that you know they're starting to go after a younger audience and that appears to be working with this new concept and again, there is a market out there for people who don't want to pay expensive prices for coffee. Not everyone can afford seven to twelve to twenty dollars for a cup of glorified sugar water with some coffee beans sprinkled in. So Starbucks isn't the option for everyone. Now, traditionally, I would have thought the biggest competitor would be something like a Dunkin' Donuts. Though anecdotally speaking, I think I've seen one in the past few years. Now, McDonald's has more resources than many can possibly fathom, and they could easily just copy and paste this concept throughout the U.S. And given the price point and the profit margins for coffee in general, and the fact that they can sell this item more frequently, faster, more efficiently than something like traditional food, like fast food french fries or hamburgers or wherever else they sell there, then it could be actually a better overall business plan for the company moving forward. Now, there are also some fun comments here in the Fox News business, so we'll read a couple of two. What's the general feedback from the public? Are people... I mean, this is extremely viral. Someone actually waited, I think it was like six or eight hours in line to go to this place. It's some, the power of nostalgia is key. Now, one of the top comments comes from Elena Elias. It says, quote, of course they do it because it's a new. This happens with new restaurants all the time, but the novelty wears off. Check it again in six months to a year, unquote. I got 38 likes, and that is true. There's the power of new that's going to have a big increase in your sales. But still, I mean, 2X and 3X are pretty important figures. Even if you shop off 20% of that, or 30% of that, that's still very impressive growth rate and a lot of potential business. Baba Lulu says, quote, Never forget that when McDowell, Mickey D came out with the quarter pounder, A&W came out with the third hamburger, and it never sold. The public thought a quarter pounder had bigger had to be bigger because than because... Oh, geez, Louise, their grammar is abhorrent. But nevertheless... I'll reword re it. So they say the public thought that the quarter pounder had to be bigger than the one third because of the number four, which again also shows the the mediocrity that the public school system is in the United States in many ways. Not all, but it seems to be. There's a reason the ACT scores are 32 year low. Yet the teachers unions want more money. No matter how much money, they just have worse worse performance. Fascinating how the union is doing that. But yeah, that's sad and true. That did happen. A and W, because again, they don't teach many things in public school if you convert it to a decimal maybe that's more at palatable for some people quarter pounder is one fourth that's 0.25 now one third is one out of three that's 0.33 repeating 0.33 is greater than 0.25 we have now contributed more to mathematical society and public education than some public schools which is quite concerning but nevertheless Buffalo says, quote, it baffles me how people complaining about the economy continue to eat through a window that at absorbent prices, unquote. Gain 36 likes, which, yes, that is very true. And granted, maybe these people, maybe these, what do you call it? Maybe these restaurants as well as convenience stores, they also take EBT cards. They take, well, there are a lot of people who use government funds to fuel these food, some say it's a food addiction. But yeah, it is fascinating to see. On social media and all these websites, people always complain how bad the economy is. They always complain how short their paycheck is. And they'll go out and they'll buy fast food. They'll eat at a restaurant, which is one of those imprudent financial decisions you can make in your lifetime. I Some of those things were, personally, anecdotally speaking, 
I think I've gone out once in the past 24 months, like paid for food. The only other exceptions would be business expenses. If I'm with a customer or prospective client, then I will go out to a restaurant and I'll, of course, I'll treat them. But yeah, just for the bang for your buck just isn't there. Like it used to be, you could eat at home cheaper and healthier most of the time. But we'll do one or two more. Let's see here. A couple of people talking about nostalgia. Fox News 99, appropriate enough user. They say, quote, new and shiny, this shall pass, unquote, getting 29 likes. Let's see here. Let's see, a couple of other people saying how this reminded of their childhood. So it'll be interesting to see at the end of the day, how much does this really increase the overall revenue, sales, and profit for McDonald's? Is this perhaps a future? Could it? Let me know in the comments. Do you think this will be a business threat to Starbucks? Again, personally, I think there are two wildly different audiences and customer bases. I just, I don't think the person who's willing to pay seven, eight, twelve, twenty dollars for a premium cup of coffee, or some might argue sugar in a cup with a little bit of one or two coffee beans, I don't think that's the same person that wants to get that, you know, one to two, three dollar price point coffee from, I was about to say, McDonald's, now Cosmix. It'll be interesting to see, but as always, be fast to hear what you have to say. Other interesting business news, you have San Francisco-based Levi Strauss announces more layoffs. This thanks to San Francisco or sfgate.com, which actually sounds like more of a, not a conspiracy, it sounds more of like a, more of a travesty or a public outcry. Uh, what is it? The word eludes me at the moment, but yeah, it sounds almost like a catastrophe. But nevertheless, this apparently is just a news outlet for San Francisco, which you could also argue is a travesty in, in and of itself with the rampant crime and businesses leaving in droves. Now, this is coming to us thanks to Gabe Lehman, who's writing the article at the SF Gate, and they note that San, that Levi Strauss is going to announce, they've announced that they're going to cut their global workforce between 10 and 15% in the next couple of months. Who would have thought another San Francisco-based company struggling? I would have never thought. Now, I'm only moderately joking since the majority of their sales are indirect sales models and they're not taking place selling products in San Francisco. They just have to be based in San Francisco. There are very few companies left there. I think Salesforce is still there. That's perhaps only you know big company you would know by name if you're well if you're in business and you use the CRM. But going down the article, they said that the cuts are part of an initiative that Levi Strauss hopes to save the save the company hundred million dollars. Are expected to come within the first half year for the layoffs. Following the announcement, the stock fell as much by two point two percent. Which Let's see here. The stock fell by much after hours. Now, since the peak of 2021, the, the stock is down 50%. Jeez Louise, which I am, for how profitable textiles are in general, I'm astonished how far it's fallen. Now I'm curious, what's the five-year plan look like? Or what's the, what's the big trends of Levi? Currently trading for $15.86 per share. Five-year trend, they're negative 28.3%. Year, they're down 10.55. Year to date, down, well, it's only been a couple weeks, 2%. Past six months, actually increased by 7%. Past one month, down 6.32%. And now, the real question is, do they pay dividends? They do pay dividends, interestingly enough. So there's a little bit of an incentive to hold the stock and not sell it. The 52-week low is $12.42 per share. 52-week high was $19.36 per share. So, not... Still having astronomically impressive revenue. In 2022, they had 18,000 employees. They had revenue of $5.764 billion, founded in 1853 by good old Charles Burr. 
or no, sorry, that's the sorry, that's the CEO. And they're actually based or founded also in San Francisco, which is probably why they most likely won't leave. Now they also name they also note that the news comes after, on the heels of Levi Strauss announcing it has extended its naming rights deal with the San Francisco's 49ers home stadium in Santa Clara. Earlier Thursday, the company said that the 49ers agreed to a $170 million sponsorship extension for Levi Stadium. Jeez Louise. That was pending approval that will run through 2043. So that is a long time, but I always debate how much value do you really get out of naming rights for stadiums and sports balls games. I know Americans worship sports balls and people will attend it, they'll see the logo. But there are some things where it comes to advertising where it's so hard to actually to really measure a metric of success. I say it's the same thing with like Super Bowl ads and car ads, especially on TV. How many people have bought a vehicle because they saw it on TV? I, I've i always been pretty skeptical about the advertising for those categories of products. Now, in terms of the name rest of the stadium, that has a pretty penny to say the least, or vintage penny since modern pennies are 99.99% zinc, which is garbage. The old ones are real copper back in the day when our country, our, there's a lot of metaphors there when our country was not in debt and had real money. But it'll be interesting to see, again, luxury clothing brand, not too surprised that they're being hit harder with the economy. Because again, no one needs a pair of Levi jeans. It's a luxury item. There's no, you could debate about the design being more aesthetically pleasing, or maybe the materials are a modicum of better. But I mean, for most people, many people, I think, see jeans as a commodity. Truth be told, I don't think I purchased a pair in six years plus. Kind of like my suit. Just buy one suit, make it last, and you'll look just fine. So it'll be interesting to see. Let me know in the comments. When was the last time you actually purchased a Levi Strauss product? And when would you ever go buy one again? Or would you buy one again? As always, be fascinating to hear what you have to say. Now going over to the culture part of the podcast, you have Anheuser-Busch Super Bowl lineup tweet is roasted. Now this comes thanks to the parent company Anheuser-Busch, their individual ex-Twitter profile. And they have a little picture along with some text. They say, quote, Look who's heading to Super Bowl, was it 57, 58, whatever, whatever sports ball it is. Proud to announce our 2024 starting lineup. Hashtag Budweiser USA, hashtag Bud Light, hashtag Ultra. Drop a football emoji if you're watching. And it does have a picture of those three beers in their bottles. The Clydesdale horses are actually back. Those are there. They have a picture of a fridge filled with Bud Light. And crazy enough, they actually do have a picture of a white man in front of a stein, what do you call it, the glass of Ultra. Which, given advertising demographics these days, you don't see it a lot. And, as youth might say it, didn't really go viral. In fact, not to brag, but I got more views on a video. One time, but still, it did happen. Now, in theory, I'll have to double check. I know it was around 4K. But nevertheless, this only got 4,258 views. And only 81 likes. So, in theory, perhaps that's the 81 plays left at Anheuser Bush who are working there. And... I suspect most people will roast this because, again, it's not very compelling. It's only moderately interesting. Again, there's a lot of potential for sports balls. I mean, they could have put mini jerseys on the bottles, perhaps, or had the bottle. That could be a parody in of itself. Have the bottles pretend like they're sports balls players. You have one by the, I don't know, put some sports pads on, put a football, pretend like a beer bottle is catching a football. And again, I'm not a multi-million dollar advertising marketing agency. I'm just saying... I can't believe this is so moderately boring. But nevertheless, they did chose to publicly post this out. And interestingly enough, they're choosing to focus on the brands most hit by the Bud Light boycott. If you look at the sales figures for the Anheuser Bush and Bev, the three specific brands that have been hurt by the boycott were 
again, by number of sales, you have Bud Light, Budweiser, Michelob Ultra. Week over week, the sales compared to the last fiscal year, again, same week for week. Bud Light is down about 30%. You have Michelob Ultra around, oh, sorry, Bud Light is around 30% less sales. You have Budweiser around 10 to 12% less sales. Michelob Ultra, that's eh, about 3 to 4% less sales compared to the same time periods the year prior to the controversy of paying Dill Mulvaney $185,000 to take a couple pictures and a video. I can't fathom making so much money. That's probably the biggest negative ROI in history. They paid Dylan that much money and they've lost hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars in sales. In one quarter alone, they lost $400 million in sales. Just vanished. Rest in peace, Alyssa Heiderschild. Her career will be someday perhaps resurrected. She was the, she was very proud on LinkedIn. Very, she's the first woman VP of marketing in the industry. And she said the brand was too fratty. She wanted to change that. She achieved that goal. She did change the perception of the brand. I will give her credit. Yes, she did do that. For the better, physically speaking, obviously not. Unless you can't read numbers, which sometimes Americans can't. As if you're watching the whole show, you would know. Now, maybe I'm alone with this assessment. Maybe this is such brilliant marketing. Everyone in the comments is so enamored with the brilliance of it and the success. They're going out and they're buying Bud Light products right now. I mean, statistically speaking, no, absolutely not. But let's dive in and find out. Where the first comments comes from Pamela Edens. And she responded with the sports balls emoji. And again, I don't want to say Anheuser-Busch fell flat on their face. Perhaps a more mapped metaphor would be Anheuser-Busch, the Budweiser, Clawsdale horse tripped and broke a leg. Something to that effect. Now, they responded to her, but they didn't take the time to like her response. And again, if someone's interacting with her brand, you should take the one one thousandth of a second to like it. Or even if you're really so, maybe it'll take a second. Just saying, it's also a good time to like this video. Or if you hate it, down, you know, down like it and leave me a comment. Tell me why. As always, want to try to improve. Now, again, going to her profile, I wonder, is this a legit, you know, prospective client? Is she a fan of it? So going to her profile, she has 1,200 followers. And she is, I don't know if she's, I don't know if the, is the medical term still a moron. She is mentally vacuous. I say this because I don't think she's a real person or just someone who has no time or mounds of time in their hand. All she does is want free stuff. So she does a hashtag for the BS hashtag millions. We can win some gift card or something if we repost it. She wants free tickets to some sports ball event. She wants to take a, what is this? Something about a Sean White. She's reposting for a free hat. She wants a free pop figure. She wants, what the hell is this? Free cards. She wants Tic Tacs. So. Again, this isn't a person who is a fan of Anheuser-Busch and Bev or their products. This isn't increasing this person's favorability. It's just someone who wants free stuff, which again, that doesn't help build sales. Now, I'm not too surprised that's the first comment. Another one comes from Steven and Torres, who again, responded with a football emoji. And interesting enough, again, those sales, the statistics are 40, or sorry, 24 hours after I recorded the, um, this happened, I recorded the statistics again, but it only got 26 comments, which is terrible for, again, it, I just can't fathom it. Going to Steven Torres, he has 1,100 followers, and they're actually retweeting the same crap as the other girl. So they want to win trips to, want to win tickets to Disneyland, which, big red flag there. They want free Oreo cookies, free popcorn. So again, it's not increasing sales, just people want free stuff. And Ezra Bush did respond to it. They said, we're ready. They're not, but they did respond. 
And again, I don't know if these, in this case, there's actually no incentive mechanism to really, yeah, there's no incentive mechanism to actually interact with the advertisement. Prior, they'll do the things where you could win a case of Bud Light or sports balls tickets, which again, I can't imagine a more perfect example, usually you're talking metaphors, but the example of getting, being a winner or loser at the same time, you could win a case of Bud Light, which Lord knows what you would actually do with the product. There are very few things I could fathom, but yeah, going to the other profiles again. So this one is by the name of Lori. They want, what is this? Crypto, PayPal. Yeah, they want, and Oreos, the same. So all these, I don't think it's a coincidence. What is it? Three, three for three. They're all just people who want free stuff. They're not. So we'll do one more. Debbie Peterson, she responded as well. She has 78 followers. She is reposting for, what is this? She hates She hates the former president, Donald Trump. She wants to win, what is this? A Chicago Cubs hat. She wants to win, yeah, just free stuff. And she wants to win Bud Light sports balls tickets. So again, I don't know if these people think this is going to help them help their odds or anything, but they're just responding with the football emoji and there's no incentive. They're not winning free tickets. So I can't wait for Budweiser. And the profile, maybe they just have it set up to track Anheuser Bush and all the brands so that when they do retweet, they just automatically have their profile do it. But again, it's just mostly profiles who want free stuff. Now, it took us a while scrolling, but we did find one comment that got, we're starting to see someone that get likes. So someone by the name of right from the D says, quote, Dill Mulvaney going to be your guest of honor, unquote, question mark. They got five likes. Again, we scroll down. There's a bunch of people who want getting literally no likes. Anthony Christensen, we do have a couple of get ears on that one with a like. Anthony Christensen specifically says, quote, what are the horse's pronouns? Unquote, I got one like. Stephen Milsom said, quote, what Bud Light is doing for football? And it's a picture of a GIF, or as youth might say, a GIF. And it is a trans flag with sparkle animation. And the text says, football, but make it gay, unquote. Which I i don't see an associate producer credit for Kathleen Kennedy. Uh, I don't see her name accredited with it, interestingly enough. Um, that did get one like. Oscar says, quote, where's Dylan, the man pretending to be a woman, unquote, getting one like. Nathan Williams says, quote, I mean, it makes sense because they use Super Bowl to propagandize all the the good little NPCs so they can take your Q beer ads to turn your kids gay. Unquote, getting one like. And of course, let's see here. Show additional ads that might be offensive. Of course, let's see the bonus button. Matt reposted with a picture of a Jim Carrey dressed up as a woman on a Bud Light can. Dan McCoutry says, quote, employee of the year candidate, question mark. Is a picture of Alyssa Heinerschild standing by a bar, or standing at a bar with Bud Light bottles. So yeah, again, I would say really didn't compel you to buy the product. Told you a little bit about what they're going to do for the Super Bowl, okay? But yeah, in terms of does it compel, give you a compelling reason to buy it? No. I mean, is this going to shift? Are they addressing the problem or the concern that many people have with the product when they're trying to advertise their product to kids by sponsoring someone whose main audience is people under 21. Doesn't address that either. So I can't help but think I don't, it probably won't increase their sales at all, but I don't know. Let, as usual, let me in the comments, I'll be fast in here, what you have to say. 
other interesting cultural news, you have Bud Light Wild Ride Super Bowl ad going not so viral. It's uh, more less a, less a wild ride, more of a wildly boring ride. Perhaps think of a Toyota, yeah, Toyota Corolla, which, again, is the most best-selling car in history by number of units sold, but it's just not very interesting, more boring. So this comes to us thanks to the specific ex-Twitter profile of Bud Light, and they say, quote, buckle up, Super Bowl, is it 48, 58, whatever it is, it's going to be a wild ride, unquote. And it looks like it's a 12-second video. Let's see. Hopefully there's no music. Unless it gets struck down. Let's see. So, Bud Light on some type of embroidered, maybe a rapper's sweater or a jacket. Not a sports jacket. It's all men should always be wearing. Obviously, it's more of a... Looks like a bottle of Crown Royal. You take that fabric, you put the Bud Light logo on it, and a golden zipper. A gentleman wearing glasses. They look to be sunglasses, and yet he appears to be in a room where there's no sun at all, hardly, which negates the whole reason of having glasses, but nevertheless. Okay, so they do a flash to some guy wearing a Broncos jersey holding a bottle of Bud Light. Crazy enough, in terms of the marketing demographics, it is a white guy, which you don't see very often these days. They are really trying hard to get their old customer base back. So he's shocked at something. Are you? Are you something? And then music. And then it just has a Super Bowl logo. Which again, talk about... Yeah, talk about a moronic ending. I say that because they're spending millions upon millions upon millions of dollars to be, quote-unquote, the official brand or official beer of the NFL. Which, again, they have had other advertisers towards that, but... I'm shocked they only have that in big, bold font, just to spell it out a little bit more to drive the fact home that they're trying to buy the sports balls league and they're trying to gain affection and gain their customer base back. They didn't, they actually didn't even mention that. I mean, obviously, it's a, they have the Super Bowl logo in it, so you know, but I'm surprised they didn't say, like, proudly, the official debatable beer sponsor of the NFL. Or, I, I'm surprised they didn't add that as they had in other ads. It's almost like they're missing something. Now, in terms of going viral, as the youth might say, it did a little better than usual. Not much, but it did get, within 24 hours, it got 9,453 likes, and it got 100, sorry, views. What is that, Willy Wonka says, wait, take that, reverse it. It got 101 likes, but no Dalmatians. And, yeah, just, I'm not sure, maybe that's a famous rapper I don't know about? I, or, I don't know. But yeah, needless to say, it's not very inspiring. Let's go to the comments. Maybe I'm completely wrong. It's rumored to have happened time to time before, but let's dive and find out. One of the first comments comes from the serial commenter, Mary, saying, can't wait. And again, go to her profile. She's just someone who wants free stuff. Let's see here. Yep, go to her profile and yep, free everything. She wants everything from snacks to the hashtag millions profile where you win a, allegedly win a gift card or some crap like that. Literally every brand that has free stuff, she does. She just wants it. So again, in all the, we'll do one more of these people or alleged people who want, who are saying good things. So again, she said can't wait. Bud Light did respond to her, and it looks like someone did like it. So I presume Bud Light liked it. So at least someone has a modicum of intelligence, or perhaps they're just not as inebriated by drinking copious amounts of Bud Light while at the office to interact with the people who are giving them some affection or at least not malicious interaction with them so it looks like Bud Light did respond to her they said 
grab a Bud Light and hang tight. And it looks like someone did like her statement. Presumably it was Bud Light themselves. Now another gal, let me see here. Which again, if you look at the demographics of who actually buys Bud Light, I would venture to say it's well over 50% men. But nevertheless, Sarah Stein says, quote, I cannot wait. Now, Bud Light did not like that response, neither did I. But they did respond. They said, we'll grab a beer for this. Or you'll want to grab a beer for this. Huh. All right, go to Sarah Stein's profile. She has 626 followers. And go to her profile. She reposts a lot for Disney. What else is this? For Natural Light. A lot more Bud Light reposting. A lot more Natural Light reposting. I don't know, does she own Natural Light? So, oh yeah, you could win a beer. You, yeah, you could win all this. Then she reposts for Budweiser. Interesting enough, so she looks like, so she also reposts for Michelob Ultra, as well as Budweiser, as well as Bud Light. I have half mind to look her up on LinkedIn to see if she just works there. I'll be damned, we found the we found a real account. Or let's see here. Can you Ah she really loves Bud Light, but yeah. Going to other responses, you have Alyssa again, another gal, Alyssa Shields. Where are the So she <coughs> she says, Oh, I'm ready. Now Bud Light looks like did respond to her. They said, Let's just say it's gonna be easy to enjoy. Unquote. I got two likes. So someone, she did like, maybe they, they probably liked her. Someone actually did like her statement. And go to her profile. She has 168 followers, joined in 2016. So it's now like a brand new account overnight. And I want to say she's mentally vacuous, but posting a lot on about Taylor Swift, some guy named Drake. Uh, she reposts for Bud Light a lot. What else does she say? Talks about how I met your mother. Wants, is it free sports ball tickets? So again, how many of these people really buy Bud Light or do they just want free stuff? And she is, again, she's just reposting everything, every intellectual, everything Bud Light, Anderson Bush, and Bev owns. She seems to be reposting their brands. And I can't think of a, I can't fathom a reason why an average person would do that. So, of all the people that said positive things, they seem to be serial reposters for Bud Light for some reason. Now, as we go down, again, those getting between zero and one likes. Now we're getting to the ones that actually have more than one like or two likes. So I suspect the person who commented also liked Bud Light's response to this, but nevertheless, this comes from us, the man they call Payne, and he says, quote, goodbye, Bud Light, is the little clip from, I forget if it was a TV show or something, where you have a gentleman... Uh, cover your ears if you have children listening but a gentleman tucks his junk in front of police and they've photoshopped Dylan Mulvaney's face onto this individual and they put a Bud Light logo on someone else in the background that got 13 likes more than all the other likes combined thus far the kosher red pill says quote apologize already in all caps that got 11 likes Pammy1958 says quote do you think this ad is going to change my mind about buying a product not a chance unquote Although that only got one like. Red Dawn Rising says has a picture of a can of Bud Light. Though they've photoshopped it. Instead of Bud Light, it is 
she, it light. And the text above the bottle or can says, nope, never drinking that she shit, or sorry, she, it. Again, I'm quoting three likes. Let's see. 10 people responded to or liked John Gatt's 420 tweet. And he says, quote, and this is Super Bowl performing artists. This and this year, and this is, again, I'm not a doctor. However, I have a theory. If you click the subscribe button, it may very well help with my speaking ineptitudes. If you look at when we first started the show, I mean, shoot, very few subscribers, a lot of speaking business, a lot of speaking blunders, to be frank, a lot of stuttering, speaking too fast, and believe it or not, it's been a modicum of improvement. Not a lot, mind you, but a little bit. So if you click the subscribe button now, I would greatly appreciate it. I think it may, may very well assist. Now, again, what I was attempting to say is, quote, and this year's Super Bowl performing artist is, and they have a gif, or as you might call it, a gif of Dylan Mulvaney dressed in tight pants, a crop, what was it, crop top, uh, shoulder length hair, like uh, makeup on, and that could get 10 likes. Let's see here. Hey, Bob, GFY says, quote, as long as Bud Light has DEI departments, the, the boycott should continue, unquote, getting seven likes. Let's see here. The White Rabbit. Ooh, that's good Photoshop. Now, the White Rabbit has the picture of the Dylan Mulvaney can, perhaps the most expensive can in business blunder history, and they have the photo, it changes to black and white, and it says Obey, in reference to a science fiction film. I think it's They Are Among Us? Where there's a very famous scene in the movie where every time the protagonist puts on glasses, they can see the world how it really is, and is quite scary to say the least. That got six likes. B-Ball Cookie says, quote, and your garbage won't be included. I'm quoting seven likes. John Galt420 says, quote, drink real beer, don't drink piss beer, unquote. And it's a gif of a glass of Guinness being filled up, getting 10 likes. C. Mill says, quote, not apology, getting 11 likes. Albert Raven says, quote, strap on your, <laughs> cover your ears if you have children listening, I'm sorry. Quote, strap on your, your strap-ons, ladies and gents, unquote. Getting 11 likes, nevertheless. So again, all the comments that are from, I mean, actual people seem to be just roasting them completely. And of course, there's a little hidden button. You know, what is it? Are they trying to hide, Bud Light? If you click the super secret censorship button, you see that Pete Ness responded. And he said, quote, the number one choice of, I don't know if it's a pejorative term or a technical term. It is in the automotive community. So he says, the number one choice of trannies and bundle of sticks, unquote. And, well... I edited it so it's moderately child-friendly, though this is not a child-friendly subject, obviously. It is then accompanied with a picture of the Pride can of Bud Light, where it has the Pride colors all over it. And that got three likes before it was super secret hidden by Bud Light. So, again, they don't really show you who the artist is, whoever it might be in this commercial. It's not even a really good sneak, or like, you know, a sneak peek. It, again, just seems like a boring advertisement. I mean, it's not really much of a wild ride, it's just... More of a born, meh, ride. And I can't help but think, in terms of the cultural backlash with Bud Light, I don't see the boycott stopping anytime soon. Although, let me know in the comments. As always, be fascinated here. What you have to say. Now, going over to the political part of the podcast, you have Vivek on the border disaster going viral as he show he clarifies what the Democrats are doing, many suspect. Now, this comes thanks to his personal ex-Twitter account, and after 24 hours, it looks like this got 1.1 million views and 57,000 likes. Vivek specifically says, quote, The southern border disaster isn't the product of incompetence. It's the intended result of years of careful planning by the Democratic Party. Once you understand that, the situation makes it a lot more sense and the solutions become much simpler, unquote. 
again, as youth boys say, that went viral, to say the least. And given all the undercover reporting we've seen with government entities, government officials, and parties assisting people across the board illegally, I can't help but think this, maybe this is the next thing that was conspiracy theory to be true, proven true. We, before you know it, you might have to put another dollar into the Alex Jones's right jar, which, heaven forbid, is actually starting to seemingly overflow these days. Now, going to the comments section, Elon Musk actually is one of the first responses. Elon says, quote, correct. And that got 7.7 thousand likes. Is geez Louise to say that's a lot of likes to say at least. And a good reminder to like this video as I would greatly appreciate it. Paul DeZuspa says, quote, well said. Now sorry. Well said, none of what's happening is shocking. Democrats are importing illegals for two main reasons. One, their votes. Without voter IDs, illegals can easily commit election fraud. Two, their numbers. Democrat states are hemorrhaging populations and need them to be replaced, unquote. I got 504 likes. As well as I'll add this fact that the state census doesn't ask for an ID in terms of when they're doing the census to see how many representatives they get to send to DC, the bigger your population, the more representatives you get to send. So there's an incentive to grow your population year over year over year over year. Going down in additional comments, one comes from while Bill NC says, quote, calculated invasion led by an illegitimate regime, unquote, gained 122 likes. Steve Ferguson says, quote, they want to change the electorate forever, unquote, getting 192 likes. Let's see here. Uncommon Sense says, quote, the real reason, or sorry, the real the reason the Arizona election was rigged for Katie Hobbs was so that Arizona wouldn't defend itself like Texas is. The reason Andrew Cuomo was forced out of New York was because he wouldn't want New York to be overrun by illegals. Yeah, 224 likes. Matthew J. Show says, quote, no border, no country, unquote, getting 104 likes. Marjorie, or sorry, Marjorie Taylor Greene press release parody account says, quote, the Democrat border is a disaster because Democrats want it to be that way, unquote. Gained 314 likes. And as I continue to scroll more and more, interestingly enough, I'm not seeing hardly any contrarian statements as opposed to the past. There's usually one or two guys who consistently will chime in who are more, much more left-leaning uh, or depending on the person, there's one or two leftists or extreme left that'll chime in. I'm actually, I wonder if it's just because the topic is, be, eh? no, I was about to say maybe more and more people just believe in borders these days, but no, there's some people who are still pushing a no borders agenda and think we should just have one big world with no culture, no divides at all. So interest, I'm, I'm actually surprised and I'm scrolling. I'm not seeing a lot of contrarian statements to this particular hot topic. So it'll be interesting to see, this is one of the hottest topics going into the election what are the plans to actually fix it? There seems to be no appetite from a lot of politicians to actually fix this problem. And this problem is not just national security, not just economy, and also it can be humanitarian. The mechanisms in place right now, the incentive structure are in place, are actually to such that they're incentive illegal behavior, but also illegal organized behavior. So the cartels, you know, the coyotes, who are taking people across the border, making it a huge business, they don't do it in healthy or respectful ways. And it leads to people coming to the United States who are not only here illegally, but they're indebted to the people bringing them here, which is a whole other issue in and of itself. It's not good. So it'll be interesting to see, I mean, who has the best ideas to fix this? Is it just as simple as just having a good old fashioned wall and revetting it so that people have an equal opportunity throughout the globe to have equal opportunity to apply to become a citizen in the United States? Let me know what do you think would be the best solution for this particular hot topic? And 
It is fascinating to see, even though Vivek isn't officially running, he's still helping out the Trump campaign, and he's still overwhelmingly really active on social media. Can't help but think his role is not yet finished yet. Other interesting political news, you have Ron DeSantis going viral for voter increased statistics as he was governor. Now, <clears throat> interestingly enough, I can't help but think and see that all the interviews and all the videos he's making post-dropping out for the Republican nominee, he seems infinitely happier and better. It he, Even his awkward smile has gotten a lot more humane. Not truth be told, I don't have much ground to stand on with my smile, smile, but nevertheless, his videos are more personable and he seems to be less awkward. Now, this one went viral almost immediately. And it, again, within this one, particular statistics, I wrote this 48 hours after I took the data, or I took the data after 48 hours it was posted, and it got a million views. So it's for DeSantis, he's only gotten a couple really big viral moments. And in his campaign, I think he went viral, AKA, or I define it as going over a million views, maybe three to six times. And hilariously, kind of ironically enough, the most viral moment of his career ever was when he made his dropout statement on X Twitter. That, got over 40 million views. Now, nevertheless, this particular statement comes from his personal extra profile, and he says, quote, when I got elected governor in November 2018, Florida had close to 300,000 more registered Democrats than Republicans. Today, we have close to 800,000 more registered Republicans than Democrats, a net gain of more than 1 million in a little more than five years. Produce results and people respond, unquote. Again, they got 22,000 likes. And I can't help but think, where was this three months ago, six months ago? Again, DeSantis, I always tell people, a great example of how you can have a good product, but without the right marketing, the product will fail. And in this case, I think you had a strong candidate for a Republican nominee, but the big elephant in the room was Trump running, and Trump's a lot more popular than DeSantis, and more people respect Trump, and that's why he's getting all the more ammo. But even just going to fight for the Republican nominee, uh, why did DeSantis not drive it home to the fact that he had a proven track record? He did mention it, but in terms of consistent marketing messaging, he could have done a whole campaign around swag and accoutrements that you could sell to people just as simple as DeSantis does and do a cool, cool like a, a D over a D or D squared logo. And you could have a t-shirt or a mug or something that has two or three bullet points that he is most proud of as his accomplishments as governor and tell us how it's going to translate into when he's president. That's what he could have done. And again, would that have helped him overcome the gap between him and Trump? I don't suspect so because of the huge mag of power and the following that Trump has, but it would have done a lot better. Again, he started around 32% in the polls for Republican nominee. He went down to around 11 in a year. That's worse than some of these publicly traded stocks and companies that are going out of business. It's a terrible negative trajectory. But I'm not sure... So it's unusual for him to keep these stats up. Now he's on social media, now he's talking more about it. But why now? Again, he's still governor, he still wants to look good. But this message would have been a lot better received like three, six months ago. And maybe he would have gotten more support. And I suspect he would have. But, so it is bizarre. And again, that's a great achievement that you could point to. He increased the voter turnout. He, he you could also say he contributed or he approved policies that attracted Republican voters as well to relocate and move there. Again, I thought he had a lot of potential, but not executed right at all. Now, again, going to the comments section, maybe he has overwhelming support. Again, prior to him dropping out, it's usually not a 60-40 split, but maybe a 50-50 split between positive 
positive accolades from his supporters. And then usually about 30% of people from the Trump, people who are fans of Trump saying it's not your time, don't like you. And then 20% just completely, as youth might call, not Rick rolling him, trolling him, I believe is the term. Now, if you go to the comments, one of the first most popular ones comes from Rosie Memos, or Memos. My way sounds fancier, but nevertheless, this person says, quote, not giving hashtag Scott Pressler any credit is gross. He dedicated his life at the time to flip Florida, unquote. And they got 1.4 thousand likes, which, yeah, you show it. Again, I'm not an uh, expert on Scott Pressler by any means, but if that is the case, you probably should have given him some credit. A lot of people really, I think, respected Trump more over the past couple of days, last week, he was actually giving accolades to Vivek Ramaswamy specifically for bringing his attention of having a central bank digital currency in place that would give the government control to stop you and having your life like that immediately stops all your ability to do any transactions, pay any bills. Again, Trump gave Vivek credit for bringing that topic to his attention. And now that's part of his proposal or one of his list of things that will do if he does become president is make sure the U.S. federal government cannot roll one of those things out. And again, I think people saw that as maybe Trump growing, you know, giving some credit, goes a long way, a lot of people. So yeah, it is kind of interesting. The first comment is, why are you giving this guy credit for help? But nevertheless, John Trovada says, quote, now get on the campaign trail and help, <coughs> excuse me, and help Trump, unquote, getting 753 likes. Stacy celebrates tradition, says, quote, now fix the homeowner's insurance crisis. Elderly people are suffering. My neighbor has lived in the same house for 45 years. In the past two years, her insurance has tripled. This should not be happening. We do not live in an area that takes on hurricane damage, unquote. I got 698 likes. Lucky says, quote, you spent $200 million and got 26,000 votes across two states, unquote. Which, that's almost as bad as a blunder from Bud Light in terms of spending money to lose money. That did get 369 likes. Sweet G. Jepper says, quote, thanks to Scott Pressler and President Trump, Maybe a little humility would do you some good, unquote. Gain 186 likes. Jeez Louise, there seems to be more roasting than uh, accolades in this particular instance with Ron DeSantis. You do have Laves saying, quote, America's best governor with a pointing above emoji. And that got 499 likes. See here? Nate says, quote, somewhere hashtag Scott Pressler is taking credit for this, unquote. Gain 460 likes. Ultra Mega Joyce Day, which I would say A plus for marketing for this gal, but she doesn't even have the iconic Trump hat. She is, again, her profile picture is hatless, which is, come on, that's, you do not get A plus marketing, but we do appreciate, now we know her political, I was going to say bias, her political preference, which inherently probably does have some bias as well, but nevertheless, the Ultra Mega Joyce says, quote, that's because Florida is Trump country, unquote. It got 499 likes. MJ Truth Ultra was much more blunt when he says, quote, Trump did that dipshit. And it's a gif accompanying it with Donald Trump saying, you're welcome. That got 272 likes. Ooh, the LJ podcast says, quote, I changed my party to vote you out in the primary, unquote. Got 108 likes, actually. The United Spot says, quote, wait, now you want to be governor again? Unquote, getting 164 likes, which is a jab at him advocating from his some of his folks in the responsibility of Florida governor when he was running for president. Ashley Munoz says, quote, you're welcome, Trump. Got 313 likes. Kat says, quote, I wonder who did that. And it's a picture of Donald Trump drinking a glass of water, getting 76 likes. So, yeah, I, th I thought there would be 
Let's see here. Oh, the gay Republican says, quote, yes, Florida is a Republican paradise, end quote, getting 60 likes. Yeah, so I, interestingly enough, a worse ratio than usual in terms of people critiquing Ron DeSantis, even though it, it did go viral, lots of people saw it. But at the end of the day, I kind of wonder, I mean, what's his goal for this? Even though, and again, where were these, I don't know who is part of his marketing department, his campaign department, but let's just say they probably shouldn't be in politics or they need to go back to the drawing board, so to say. Because, again, in terms of the marketing business, the marketing blunder of the year, let me look how it's, who did a worse job marketing themselves as a product or service? Ron DeSantis or Bud Light? That's, it'd be a tough competition. But, as always, let me know in the comments. Stay fascinated to hear what you have to say. Now, going over to the business blunder of the day, you have the iconic pink Stanley Cup. Turns out to have a little bit of lead in it. So, that's not great. Now, this is really the most viral mode I've seen from a product being sold in the past, well, certainly the calendar year, so short year, but I'd say past six months. Americans, well, let's be honest, white women in the suburbs, they all flocked to buy a pink Stanley Cup. Now, it is not associated with the sports balls team or the sports balls trophy. It is actually the old Stan, well, the new Stanley design, which was in collaboration with Starbucks, so I'm sure that crossover helped. And it went to Target, so, there may have been one straight guy who got this. Maybe. Oh, well, maybe two for the wives. But nevertheless, this was on the TikTok and it went viral. These people, they bought this product in droves. Some even paid as much as $300 on eBay for them. Which, I won't say you're mentally vacuous, but... Yeah, you're... Eh, no, I do. Yeah, if you're paying $300 for that mug that does the same function as any other mug, it's just ridiculous. Personally, when it comes to my preference in tumblers, I've never personally bought one. Now that I think about it, I've bought... The only time I ever bought a Yeti was when I was doing it for work. So, case in point, if you're watching this show, you can see the tumbler on the table, and that was just for advertising. I I can't fathom paying so much money for a little one, especially because I still have the OG, the original Stanley Thermos made in the USA. Well, that one, for my grandpa, still works just fine if I need a specific thermos for that vacation. But, nevertheless, now, some people... Oh, geez, Louise pop-ups. Now, the... <laughs> <coughs> Apologies. This comes to us thanks to independent.co.uk, and they note that the Stanley Cup people are freaking out with the lead poisoning, and it first went viral again on TikTok. So TikTok may very well be the rise and fall for this Freakonomics instance where a product just sold out down near instantly. It helped the company out immensely. I mean, business perspective, brilliant. These individuals purchased your product without even thinking twice. Now, they know that, quote, amid the viral craze, some concerned consumers have claimed on social media that drinking from a Stanley Cup may pose certain health risk. In a series of posts shared on TikTok, people have said they perform they performed at-home lead tests in their cups. TikTok user Lead Safe Mama. Let me, let me stop that quote right there. I wouldn't have to say that's marketing brilliance. You know everything about this person just by that name. I mean, definitely not as good as something as silly as the topping show. Oh, wait, never mind. Nevertheless, I mean, you know exactly what her focus is. She's a mom. She's focusing on products that may contain lead, which, especially for young folk, folks and children, could be detrimental. is detrimental to your health. I mean, the younger you are, the more you're affected by lead contamination, which is why traditionally there's extremely strict standards for testing and the usage of lead in the United States and products. It has its place, a.k.a. every, lead, every battery your car has, with the exception of an EV, although even those 
still have a traditional lead acid battery in some applications, but ADHD aside, good profile name. You know exactly what she's doing. Back to the quote, they say, quote, whose content, or sorry, the lead TikTok, sorry, the lead safe mama, whose content aims to create awareness towards childhood lead poisoning prevention, shared a video of herself testing the bottom of her Stanley cup for lead, urging that, quote, all of the lead be removed from kitchenware, especially items used by child, unquote. Which, yes, there's, trying to think of an application where it would make sense to have a lead kitchen item. Granted, I'm by no means a connoisseur of the kitchen or, you know, I'm definitely not Gordon Ramsay, but I can't fathom an application appropriate where we would have that in the kitchen. Now, it looks like Stanley did respond to this, which, (laughs) excuse me, good for them because one, you want to acknowledge this issue and you want to tell people what's your game plan to fix it because it turns out there's a little bit of lead Granted, this is the disconnect between engineering and the common folk and common sense. Now, the spokesperson at Stanley, they claim, or the parent company that owns it, unfortunately, like many American great brands, they're now owned by someone and they make it not in the USA. But nevertheless, a spokesperson explained that the bottom of each quencher, or sorry, at the bottom of each quencher is a circular barrier made of stainless steel, which covers a a pellet that contains lead. The pellet seals the vac- the product vacuum insulation and it isn't accessible unless the stainless steel barrier comes off, which is possible but rare. When continued to ask for comment, the Stanley team said, quote, our engineering and supply team, supply chain teams are making progress on innovative alternative materials for use in the sealing process, unquote. Now they note that it's important to note that the lead material is used at the bottom cap to seal the insulated cups, but the uh, but it doesn't sit on the surface of the stainless steel bottle and never comes in contact with the actual beverage inside the cup. Again, that's according to the spokesperson, which, and then again, half the article is about the detriments of lead poisoning and the side effects, which again, especially for young people, extremely detrimental, in some cases deadly. But again, the disconnect is the average person is going to read this and go, oh my gosh, there's lead in this cup. Technically true. It's a part cup you cannot access unless you basically break it open and your liquids are not coming into contact with it. Now, don't get me wrong, this is still a huge business blunder because of the PR associated with it. It's a drinking product. No matter where that lead is in it, people are gonna Americans are gonna read the headline, they're just gonna say, Oh yeah, it's got it's got lead in it, it's bad, it'll kill me. So again, we live in a very headline society. Very few people actually read the article or watch the whole YouTube video. Truth be told, it's hilarious how many people might get they get upset because some of my videos and they don't actually look at the comments or they don't actually listen to it for the context and the nuance. But nevertheless, it'll be interesting to see how quickly they can pivot in terms of manufacturing processes to get a different subcomponent to actually replace that part of it. Because again, from a technical and a health wise, yeah, it really doesn't matter if it's there. But from a consumer perception standpoint and a marketing and advertising standpoint. That's hugely detrimental. And again, there are some, <coughs> excuse me, there's some anecdotal evidence saying there may be some lead in there. Again, so it may be, but the design architecture, I wouldn't think it. But at the end of the day, just perception alone, in addition to the hill risk, it's one of those things where this is just detrimental to the brand. And I can't help but think their sales are going to tank for at least a fiscal quarter. That's going to have a huge impact on it until they can fix their supply chain or more accurately 
change the components in the materials so that it is 100% lead free. I don't think they're going to have to do a recall because again, it's not proven to be affected every single unit and the design is so that it should not even come in contact with the liquid. I'm not, yeah, I'm, it's one of those things where going to the, the lead, what is it, the, the lead mama, lead safe mama, let's see here. Yeah, consumers claim it may, hmm, readers are testing the bottom cup. So she's testing the bottom cup. So she, again, she's texting the bottom cup and if you click subscribe, it might help with my speaking aptitudes. Lord knows there's many of them, a lot of room for improvement, but if you watch the first couple of videos, not a lot of subscribers, but a lot of starting, a lot of, a lot of speaking aptitudes, but the more subscribers we've gained, the better I've spoken. Great, it's maybe just a modicum of improvement, there, nevertheless. So if you click that button, again, I'd greatly appreciate it. But again, back to this actual content with the Stanley, Stanley Cup. Jeez Louise, say that a million times in a row, or how many times have I stuttered? Do not make that a drinking game, I discourage you. That would probably be detrimental. Or even, even worse, make it a Bud Light drinking game where you have to take a sip of Bud Light every time that happened. That'd be, ooh, viscerally disgusting to say the least. But in this regard, to have this component be in the material, I can't help but think that you're gonna turn off a lot of clients, especially when you look at the demographics on who's buying this product, they're most likely stay-at-home moms or mothers with children who are especially concerned about the possible contamination of lead. So that's, it's almost like a double whammy in this regard. But needless to say, Stanley Cups having a little bit of lead in them, that is certainly the business blunder of the day. Thank you everyone for taking the time to tune in today. Again, trying to get to 4,000 subscribers by the end of January. So if you can click that button, I'd greatly appreciate it. Also leaving a thumbs up or a thumbs down or a comment is a great way to give me some additional feedback to let me know how I can make the show better and better. Lastly, don't forget to take the time to tell your family, tell your friends, tell your coworkers, heck, tell your enemies, tell anyone and everyone. Just stay safe, fight the good fight.